Her name is Gerds Handel. She's an empath educator, a podcaster, and an empowerment coach. One of the things she's passionate about is helping others identify and release conditioning that is holding them back. In this episode, we talk about how important it is to become self-aware if we want to release patterns and habits that may have had a struggle for years, so even since childhood. We hear Gerd's own transformational story from someone whose spirit felt tied down by culture and tradition to learning how to set boundaries and becoming herself, living her truth, and most importantly, trusting herself. Check out her website, GerdsHandel.com. Let's meet Gerds. Your ideal life is one right turn away, right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan, and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real-world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away. Trust your intuition and chill out your ego and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New light living with intuitive spiritual life coach Orika Sullivan starts right now. Welcome. Welcome to New Light Living Podcast. Very welcome to this wonderful episode. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Gerds Handel. And we're going to talk about something that is so important. And that is releasing conditioning and setting boundaries. And I am so grateful that Gerds uh, is here with me today. And But before we dive into today's topic, I would love to ask you, Gerds, who you are and what you do today. Oh, well, nice to meet you again. And thank you for having me on the show. And yeah, so my name is Gerds Hansel. I'm an empath educator and empowerment coach for women. So it's women who are highly sensitive and are very in tune with other people's emotions and feelings. And sometimes the world can overwhelm them and they just don't know how to really trust their wisdom from within. So I basically help them to heal the past, bring back the inner inner light in themselves and just be the empowered version of themselves. Wow, that's a very powerful mission you have, Gerds, isn't Thank it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, if we think about releasing the past, why do you why do you feel that's so important? Gosh, well, being an empath myself and a highly sensitive woman, gosh, I grew up oh, in a very conditioned environment. Um, I would say that being a woman of color, but especially being Indian, however, I grew up in the UK, so you would think. I would be more westernized there was still this whole kind of culture of being how it was back in India so you had to be a good girl not speak your truth listen to your elders follow what everybody else says and never really trust your own intuition so you were always asking other people what should I do but never listening from within and I grew up that probably till up to about age 25 
asking other people questions, not knowing how to trust myself. And it's funny, you know, when you don't listen to yourself and then you go, oh, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I trust my gut? And I had so many of those moments throughout my whole life. And I found that I had been conditioned so much without even realizing, not just from family or my culture, but society, you know, growing up as a woman as well, like we are conditioned to think we have to behave in a certain manner, even to the point of, you know, closing our legs and things like that. When you sit down on a bus or the train, we're always thinking of how we need to present ourselves to the world. And so even when I was in the journalism world, I was, I kind of changed my, the way I was. I went from being a highly sensitive person to then putting on a mask because I was afraid that people would take advantage of me becoming an alpha female to the point scaring men off <laughs> um, and just being a very tough cookie for no reason. And I found that when I hit 25, I was so angry with myself and angry with life and thinking, why do I have to follow these rules? Why do I have to keep people pleasing? Why do I have to keep saying yes to things I don't want to do? And that was like my wake up moment. And it was not until I had a cancer scare and I, it's, it's funny how the universe works. Like I was sat there in the hospital saying to myself, why, why, why is this happening to me? Like, what have I done to deserve this? And as the universe does, I heard a voice saying, you created this. And I'm like, what? Who is this? And I'm looking around the room thinking, who's that person saying this to me? But it wasn't. It was somebody above. And then um, the doctor invited me into the room and then told me I was misdiagnosed. And I ran out of the hospital crying and I heard the words, it's time to heal. And that was the moment I went in and I started to look at my conditioning patterns. And I started off with family, friends, society, culture, work, you name it, every pattern. And then I realized also later down the line, we have ancestral conditionings as well. You know, it's from generate one generation hands down another thing. And especially as a woman, as you can think about, if you think about from like the 1900s, some of our ancestors were homemakers, they did everything for the family, they sacrificed, they people pleased, they never put themselves first. So there's so many limited conditions that I had grown up with without even realizing that were handed over to me. And my, I grew up with a very strong powerhouse mum, but unfortunately when she had children, she became a bit more like, to, she tried to fit into society as in the cultural society and she didn't raise her voice. So that's kind of where I learned to not really speak up for myself. So that's kind of how it led me on this path of realizing why it's so important to release conditioning, because once you release the conditionings in your life and you peel off all the layers, you discover who you truly are. You, 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 it's almost like the divine shows you who re you really are and who you were here to be. And, you know, nobody is perfect. We all have flaws. <laughs> However, we don't have to be conditioned. It's everybody else who's told us that we can yeah. be free and we can be happy and you know, we can be that inner child that we were when we were like six years old, just dancing around and not caring. And, you know, I remember when we were both talking on my podcast and um, we're talking about the pharmaceutical industry, again, another conditioning that we both had been working, we had to behave in a particular way to get results. Mm. But did we really have to do that? Couldn't we just have been ourselves, right? Right. What an amazingly inspirational story you have. And it, it really is amazing how and when you think back from just a few years ago to where you are now I mean yeah. that's I can only that's something you feel inside right there's something here that has really evolved 
within you. And I'm curious on your perspective on why, you know, releasing the past conditioning and setting uh, our own footprint down, why is it becoming so much more, like, how do you see that relevant in the times we're living in now? Gosh, well, with COVID, it's so important because so many people have, have been confined into their houses or their apartments and they have no space to run away from their problems. So <laughs> yeah. I always believe that this is the perfect time to release the conditioning because there's a reason why we get angry and upset with what certain things people say to us or the environments we grew up because it was a limited belief given to us by somebody else. So a lot of these conditions we were growing up from childhood, like it might be a family member saying, don't do that. And then suddenly you have this fear of not doing that. And these patterns can hold us back throughout our life. And I think right now, you know, we're going through a tough journey. Like COVID is a big deal. Like there's so many people like whose emotions are up and down. And I think once you start to release those conditions, you will feel at peace. It doesn't matter if COVID is happening. It doesn't matter if um, there's something else happening in the world. You'll just feel more connected with yourself. You'll feel more calm. You'll feel peace. And things won't affect you the way they used to because you, you will know yourself better than ever before. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, for some who are listening or watching this, ask yourself that question. How do I feel now during the past year, year and a half is have I learned something new about myself or am I yet, of course, there's a lot to learn about ourselves, but just reflecting on the past, um, you know, opportunity to, to reflect upon what is it that, that is holding me back, if you will, from my past that I really can't or haven't expressed yet um, in my life. So that might be a little, nugget for everyone to chew on a bit. Now, your turning point, as you said, was this um, cancer scare and that really kicked you into like, now I'm gonna <laughs> really, you know, do only uh, what I want and, and kind of start that process of evolving from, you know, releasing uh, past conditioning to, to where you are now. Can you give us some highlights from from your story and your journey from there to now? Well, even before the, I call it the life transformation moment for me, there was always small patterns happening and there was also signs happening, but I chose to ignore them. So growing up, um, gosh, where can I start? I had a lot of health problems. Like I had IBS, I had an eating disorder, I had depression, I had anxiety. Um, when I was 21 years old, I had a car accident. I had short-term memory loss. And again, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just relax and I'll be fine. And then I went back straight into my patterns again. And then when I was 22 in Canada, um, I was working at a news channel, my left arm stopped working. I collapsed in my cousin's kitchen and my left arm just went bam. And it was literally because I was dealing with so many emotions and other people's problems and my own conditionings that I wasn't listening to the signs. Luckily, I was able to regenerate it. But then again, another, it took having a cancer scare to actually wake up and realize. And it was a big realization because I had so many other situations happening in my life, but I wasn't listening. And I always think the universe will keep giving you signs and will probably give you one big sign. So then you will literally just change. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, I've forgotten the question. What was that again? Yes. No, so from there on and on. Yeah. Uh, if you can share a couple of highlights from your own journey and releasing your conditioning in, uh, from then to where you are now, just something that really mattered to you in, in terms of this process, because I know that a lot of listeners and viewers are curious, like, what's that experience like? Oh, well, it's, it's never going to be an easy ride. I know, like, for example, when people say they meditate, they think, oh, they're having an amazing experience. It's, it's never like that. You're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. But the key is to keep going through it, because the more you clear, the more easier it gets. So with me in the beginning, what happened to me was when I came back to the apartment, I saw patterns of my life and I wrote, I wrote them all down. I wrote 30 pages of my life and I saw what was happening in my life. So you could just start writing down what are the patterns in my life? What are the things that I grew up with? What are the, what are the limiting beliefs I was given that are not my own? And then it's about focusing on what I did. It was my self-love because I didn't grow up loving myself and no one ever taught me that, which is understandable because my family didn't know how to love themselves. So how could they teach me how to love myself, especially as women in my family, because they were the matriarchs. They were the women that self-sacrificed. And so I started to learn how to love myself. And again, that was very difficult because I didn't know how to love myself. So it was learning to be kind, learning not to, gosh, be harsh on myself. And, and, be, and feel guilty if I was taking time off because I was so used to, gosh, working like a nutter, <laughs> never having time for myself. And if I did have time for myself, I would go and help other people. So that my journey there was learning to, to say no and learning to just enjoy my own space without dealing with other people's problems. And then there was, there was another stage where after that, I was learning how to really trust my intuition and trust my gut. And the first step to trusting your gut is saying no to things that you don't want to do. And being an empath, my gosh, that was so hard because I'm so used to be, be a people pleaser that I'd say yes to everything. Even if I wasn't tired and I was on the floor half like asleep, I'd still go and help somebody. So when I first started saying no, I remember my voice was like trembling because I felt so bad. I was like, oh, what are they going to think of me? Because that's what empaths do. It's more about how people think about them versus them saying no and so for the first time I was like shaking when I said no but then once I did it I felt so empowered and saying no after just got easier and easier and I found the more I did that the more I felt connected to my intuition and the more like there was less things to work on but over time obviously over the years I have worked on different patterns so originally it was family then I discovered I actually there was ancestral patterns that I'd spotted. So I used to write them down and then just work on that. Then I realized social, then cultural, even financial. We don't realize our financial patterns, where they come from and our limited beliefs. So slowly I would work on those. But, you know, this is we're talking nine years of yeah. self-healing. Yeah, this is not a quick journey. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing to hear, um, you know, that self-awareness that we all like we all have to become that self-aware to say what is it that's really going on in my life and where does it come from yeah so uh, it's it's an amazing journey you have gone through and also I, I'm curious to hear also um, because the the aspect of this of being an empath and very sensitive to others energy how 
how did you learn how to set those energetic boundaries? Because I know so many are, are struggling with this mm-hmm. and it impacts uh, our lives very, unless we are really one, gaining that self-awareness of what goes on in our life and what we agree to and what we don't like anymore and want to release. But in addition to that, it's, it's this management of energy. So I, I'm curious to hear your experience of, of how you learned that. Oh, well, interesting enough, as I'd been on my journey up until 20, I'm sorry, 2017, I didn't realize I was an empath. You know, I was thinking, I'm doing all this healing. Why can I still not protect myself? Why am I feeling that person's pain? Why is that stranger coming to me with their problems? You know, it was one of those things I couldn't understand. And I just didn't know how to protect myself. I'd go to a lot of events and, you know, I'd have a lot of people, I knew people who were on stage or they'd invite me on stage. And then suddenly there'd be like 300 people around me and I'd be like, oh my God. And I wouldn't know how to deal with the energy. And I'd spend like a week in bed, bed bound, because I was absorbing all of it. So it wasn't until when I had my operation. So I had, um, I have a kidney defect. And when I had my operation in 2017, when I woke, woke up, I remember a few months later, I discovered the term empath. And I, was, I actually cried because for the first time I realized that it wasn't just me. There wasn't something in my head. There wasn't anything wrong with me. It's just that I was very a sensitive person, person. And there was like, I shouldn't feel shameful for that or guilty for being sensitive. I know the world teaches us to toughen up and be like a man and um, don't share emotions. But really being an empath is all about sharing your emotions. It's all about being compassionate. It's all about being understanding. So once I realized that I was an empath, I, I was still trying to learn how to protect myself because I, nobody had ever taught me this. And it was just looking into like energetic boundaries and protection. So some of the things like I've learned over the years is, for example, when I wake up, my routine is mine only. It's nobody else's. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not texting anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. I wake up and I spend about an hour on myself. And that will just be like me doing a meditation or um, making breakfast. But in the shower, I do like a visualization where I ask the universe to protect me. And one of the things that I learned many years ago is like, if you think of your favorite animal or a powerful animal, you just manifest that they're, you see the four of them. So two in front and two behind and they protect you for the day. But also I do a thing where I ask um, a certain like goddess, you can you can ask, I I, want, I use one somebody called Galima um, and I ask her to just remove any bad vibes or any, any negative energy down the plug hole and then I'll do like the protective shield. And I found that that works very powerful. And then before I leave home, I will always just say to myself, just please universe protect me um, and just show me if there's anything that I need to be aware of. But before I would never do that and I would pick up other people's vibes. Um, but also, I know it's like some people might not believe this, but like I wear crystals and I find that that actually helps to ground me and makes me aware again of p- other people's energies. Um, and it's also like, say, for example, you meet somebody and you know, being an empath, you know they're about to vent at you. You can kind of say energetically in your head, no, I don't want that. No, thank you. And 10 times out of 10, they hear that. And if they don't, then you can say, sorry. Um, I haven't got time right now, but maybe later. That's one thing I've I've done. Or say, for example, I may, I'm in the shopping center or I'm in the supermarket and some stranger is trying to give me eye contacts um, because they want to vent at me. I choose to now ignore because it's, again, if I don't have the space to hold that space, like, and I'm not, I'm not full, like my energy is full, like 
I can't deplete myself. And that's something I've learned to just ignore. Um, gosh, what else? There's so many things. <laughs> but there's so many uh, beautiful practical practices that you just mentioned that is really speaking to your own awareness as well, because it 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 is it is that awareness again of where is my energy going, right? And you yeah. you have so many beautiful practices that you share <laughs> just shared <laughs> that I am sure that others can you know reflect upon what works for them. So uh, I love that. And if we if you reflect upon your journey what would you say is that one of the best things or the best mm. things that have come out of, of your evolution, if you will, or expansion into this beautiful, aware um, being? I think finding inner peace. Like I always wanted peace growing up as a child. I said, I just want peace. I just want to relax and have peace. And I found that. Oh. <laughs> and also boundaries, just learning to, to not feel guilty and that, you know, I can say no, and there's nothing shameful about it. Like growing up in a culture where women are, you know, if you speak up, you are um, a rebel, you're a bad woman. And I don't care anymore. Like I've learned to not care. And if that person has an issue with me, that's their issue, but I'm going to speak my truth because if somebody's overstepping the mark with me or hurting somebody that I know, I will speak up. Whereas before I just sit there and just take it, take their energy, the heaviness of it and now I'll kind of put my my hand there and say like no thank you like please do not speak to me like that way and just speak up for myself and stand up for myself and not feel guilty for just being myself I think so many of us feel so guilty trying to be ourselves instead we put on a front to show the world like oh we're great we're amazing but what is, what about if we just showed our real emotions what about if we just showed who we truly are People it's that inner transparency, it. right? The inner transparency yeah. between what we feel. No, I don't want this. But so many times, I agree, it just stays on the inside. But instead of bringing it out and actually show it, show the yeah. real uh, emotion behind and feel that transparency. Uh, that's beautiful. And, and, you know, all of us, we kind of work that out for ourselves. What does that mean? And what situation, as, as you say, going back to past conditioning, like what did I do in the past versus might be in the same situation with the same, you know, we all have the same family and, and friends, <laughs> new friends, old friends, but it, it's, it's sometimes that recognition of I've been in the situation before, but this time I'm handling it or it differently, or I'm seeing it differently, a different perspective. And, and for sure, people um, notice that. I'm sure you have received comments and saying like, wow, you're so happy, <laughs> Gerds, now. And, you know, yeah. I, I personally have received comments like that too, that positive comments like, oh, Arika, you're so happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Way back. Um, it's true that you're right. And but then even when you're happy and people who are sad, some people don't even want to work on that stuff. They just want what you have. And you have to remind them like, no, find your light. What is it that makes you shine bright? What is it that you're here to do? And I feel like some people, times people forget that it's not about wanting other things off other people. Everything is within you. You are your own powerhouse. You just need to trust the wisdom from within and you just radiate beautiful energy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really that simple. So much wisdom there, Gerds. Now, if, 
if I was somebody listening or watching this today, what would you and and feel like really resonate with this? And I feel that, oh, I have to start looking at my past and see and go through, you know, how to release it. What would you say would be your top three recommendations on where to start? Hmm. So like we were talking earlier before, write your patterns down. What is it that you're noticing right now? Or you could even say to yourself, what do I, what is holding me back? Who's holding me back? Why am I holding myself back? What do I want? That's the biggest question. What do I want? Because so many of us don't even realize what we actually want in this life because everybody else has been telling us what we should do or behave and act and think. And if we ask ourselves those questions, we'll start to realize what are some of our patterns and behaviors. And then I think one of the biggest thing I did was actually forgiving people, but it wasn't just about forgiving people. It was forgiving myself. It was more about that because I feel sometimes we get so angry and upset with other people, what they've done, but we don't tell them what they've done. So how would they know? And I think sometimes having those honest conversations just heals you and it helps the other person whether that person's in your life for the future is it's it's down to you however if it's just about clearing the air just clear the air life's too short you know a lot of us don't realize how we upset another person and just having that conversation will just it just releases something within you I, I remember that when I did it it just set me free even if it's past relationships you need closure go talk to them don't hold it in just go and talk to them about it and then I would say the other thing is start to look from within. What is it that you're missing in yourself? What is it? I think almost for self-love, what I'm trying to say is, is that look at your inner child. Think about the times that what were the things that made you happy? Was that was that doing um, skipping? Was that running? Was that just running in mud? <laughs> you name it. Go and do that. Go back to your inner child and remember some of the things that brought you joy. And for me, that was the biggest tool that helped me to really set myself free and bring back my inner child. I went, I used to go to the park and sit on the swings, go down the slides <laughs> late at night. <laughs> we should all go and, and go on some slides and swings, right? Yeah, it brings back your child, inner child. And if you need any help, you're more than welcome to come to me and um, you can find me at www.girdshundle.com. And I do an eight week program and we will help to set you free and bring you back to who you truly are. Oh, that's beautiful. I was just going to ask you, how can we get more of GERDS and your beautiful wisdom and your, your presence? So yeah, say your website again. Where oh yeah, we- so <laughs> <bless> you, <laughs> com. That's G-U-R-D-S-H-U-N-D-A-L.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at I am GERDS. That's again, G-U-R-D-S. And you can find me on Facebook, GERDS Hundle. If you literally just Google me, I come up and you can find one of my old books. I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> just Google her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful story and human you are. I'm so happy that you are here with us today. And before we wrap up this episode, I would love to ask you something, a little nugget of wisdom from you that you want to send off uh, and with, to our, our listeners and viewers. And that is, Gerds, what do you live by? Oh gosh, got me thinking now. Truth. I live by truth and I live by, hmm, just being free. 
because I think the truth will always set you free. And if you're true to yourself, you then empower others to be true to themselves. And that just ripples. And I think if all of us were just true to ourselves, none of these problems would exist. Life would be a lot easier. And life isn't that hard. We, we complicate it as human beings. If we were just truthful with ourselves and others, we wouldn't have a lot of those angers and frustrations that we have on a daily basis. Just go be true and just set your, then you'll set yourself free. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to wrap up this, this episode and a new light living will be back very soon with another episode. Thank you so much, girls, for being here with us today. Go out on the swings and, and play. <laughs> for everyone. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to New Light Living with me, Arika Sullivan. When you see your life in a new light, your world looks different. Worry, fear, and the everyday go, go, go are no match for you in this bright new light. Join me next time as I lay out the practices and tools for you to liberate your amazing self into living your ideal dream day. You can start now to take the guesswork out of getting to know yourself again and expand into your essence to feel present, alive, inspired, and connected. Keep listening. Keep learning. Imagine no more wishing for your dream life. You get to start living it today. For more information, please visit newlightliving.com.